I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along Where we've done a bad job Oh, yeah, that, that sounds like me. <laughs> no, wait, stop. Don't do that. Yeah, you're right. No, no. I'm bad at everything Bonk. I do. No, that's, it's a funny I bit. I did a bad no, thing. No, no. Okay, do you want to know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, so I think that we dunk on diaper companies for not innovating in the right ways often enough. Okay. And I think that we need to uh, uh, broaden that to, like, like other industries. Oh, okay. So it's not that we're the the problem isn't that we're dunking on diaper companies. Yeah, it's where we're, it's that we're not dunking on other companies. Yeah, we're we're bullying them specifically. We need to bully everyone. So oh, so that's I, what a quality is. Yeah. So I have a target right now that okay. I'd like to say. All right. So um, Apple. They innovate, quote unquote, a lot. They increase battery life in their devices. They they make the screen prettier, but they're not giving the people what they want. Okay. I. Every every successive iPad just is is it's a little it's a little nicer it's a little lighter it's a little it's a little sturdier, but where's the innovation that people really want? Where's the iPaddle? You're just right. Where's where's my ability to to smack somebody's bottom with my iPad repeatedly? I have want... the accelerometer track how many times exactly. I did it. I want an iPad. With a with a handle on it. Yeah, exactly. And a when, handle I, attachment. when I take the the iPad and I smack something with it, mm-hmm. like you said, I want to know the force of that yeah. smack. Yeah. I want it to count. I Critique want... the swing. Oh yeah, like <laughs> it can have like a range of motion with that mm-hmm. accelerometer, mm-hmm. being like, oh, you know, you need to you need to go a little bit faster on your downswing. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and I mean that this isn't just helpful for doms, but this could be helpful for subs too because right? you could have built-in like counting apps. Like, exactly. So it's they, like it, it only the iPad only progresses to the next bank when it hears the voice recognition exactly. of the sub. Exactly. You have to say the the number, and if you don't say it loud enough, and if you don't say it like in a, in a timely enough manner, then it doesn't register. It exactly. won't move on to the next number. It's like nope, that one didn't count. Exactly. I and this, okay, we could really just like get a lot of that DOM energy from the iPaddle itself. Yeah. Like you don't even. It's almost automated. It, it's almost automated. You could probably <laughs> even buy like a $250 stand that yeah, you can put that swings that it. auto swings it for you. And it, it can do all the, the, the teasing. It can do all the, the words. You can program it with mm-hmm. what, what you want it to call you. Like you, it, it can call you like a naughty little girl. Exactly. Or it could call you like a, a dirty slut or whatever. <laughs> whatever you want. See, this is what the people it's, want. It's I, such, so versatile. There's so many options here. I, I pulled. Untapped market. I pulled a ton of people, a lot of people, everyone in this room, and everyone in this room agrees. That's a hundred percent agreement rate. I, the people have spoken. They want the iPaddle. I have no reason to think that someone outside this room would want anything different. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Man, I, I, I like that we're not only coming up with these ideas i feel like we're like i feel like we're like inventors from like a like a 1980 yeah. like 1980s traveling inventor yeah, or something we're, the eccentric we're, inventors. We're, we're like sitting there on our podcast we're like all right everyone now listen to this one i've got a, a switchblade pocket knife but <laughs> it has built-in baby powder it has some it has built-in baby lotion yeah it 
It's okay. got a it's got a suppository little slot, so you can you can have a suppository on you whenever you need it. I I want someone to write uh, a, a story about a pair of traveling inventors called Sophie and Chloe who show up at at their doorstep and convince their girlfriend to buy all their crazy invention products, and then those products regress you. Okay, I do love us as this like eccentric little duo, like a Tweedledee Tweedledum exactly, situation. We show up exactly. at the door and we kind of like move in unison, so like we're like reverses <laughs> of each other, like like twins in an anime. Yeah, and we're like, we can help you with your bratty husband, or <laughs> oh, your 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 housewife is complaining that like she just does too much work around the house. Well, we can fix that. All right. Oh, your to write your this. daughter that just went off to college. She's she's causing problems. She just got arrested for something. Do we have the invention for you? We, we are ready. We have we have this set up. Don't don't you worry. This is our eight step plan for six easy payments of twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> we can have this all set up for you. We'll, we'll get we'll get your room decorated. Oh, we got a platinum package here. This one has a crib in it. I. We, it could be a series of stories, and we could be the connecting thread between all these stories or our inventions. I love this because you don't need continuity. It doesn't have to, you don't need sequentiality. Exactly. It's, a, it's a series of short stories. Exactly, and it just there's just the common thread of, oh, we happen to be there. We happen to give something or, or do something. Okay, do, do you know any, like, authors who could write this? Like, do you know any? Do I know an author? Yeah, like, have you, do you know any ABDL... <sighs> diaper smut authors like out there mm. like who maybe have like a whole huge library of stories maybe someone who has gotten hardcover copies of their stories like stories and is sitting on our bookshelf no i don't think so <laughs> shut up write the stories <laughs> it's a real shame if only i knew Sophie, shut up. write the stories uh if only we'd talk to other authors on this show before no i want you to write the stories oh man if only <laughs> well you know you can't have everything you Sophie. want <laughs> all right hi everyone welcome to the usual bet we're an 18 up age play discussion podcast every week we make a bet and the loser is in diapers for the next episode i am the Non-Newtonian big sister and counter extraordinaire Sophie Elizabeth. I'm the baby sister Chloe Elizabeth. Yeah, you are. I, the oh no, hold on. I I'm gonna redo that. I'm 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 the baby sister and potential baby pirate diaper model Chloe Elizabeth. That's it. You did yeah, it. That's, there. That's your that's your little sign on. Yeah, I have it. And then if I ever get signed on, I'll take out potential and move in official. Baby diaper model Chloe Elizabeth, Counter Stern Sophie Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. We, we got this going. I'm, we're doing it. We're doing great. We're collecting titles. It's like a it's like an MMO where you just mass. Oh title yeah, and you title. won't you don't actually use them after a while. No, like you just, you just leave them, them in your yeah. inventory, your little <laughs> drop down. Like we've got like. Uh, I I am counter extraordinaire, but I also have the title best baby. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I have the title princess. Mm -hmm, that one mm -hmm. that one was a hard one to get, and it goes before my name, so it's like princess. So yeah, exactly. Because um, we're we're in the modern era of titles for 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 MMOs. <laughs> I have Sophie of the Frozen Wastes. That's because I grew up in the era before AVDL, like uh, boutique yeah. diaper companies. It was yeah, the Frozen Wastes yeah, where yeah. your options were depends. <laughs> Okay. and like tina and that was it unfortunately i don't have a lot of titles i i've just earned my first one it's very exciting oh well, yeah? The, yeah this was your first one this was my first title yeah really yeah i've oh. never done another achievement okay well yeah i mostly skip cutscenes when i play games and i don't do quests 
and I just rushed the boss. Okay, so like you don't engage with the interface at all. No. So you could have titles you don't even know. Oh, that's true. All right, well, let's open up your tab here. Okay. Uh, look, you have little stinker. I deserved that. How did how'd you get this one? <laughs> yeah, uh, I let's do a that. hover over on the. <laughs> I, I deserve. I deserve. Oh, this that bit. many messy diapers. Well, yeah, I Whoa. deserve. I deserve this bit. I did Whoa. this. <laughs> wow. Huh. Well, like, you know, that yeah. is, uh, an achievement's an achievement, Chloe. You've got to okay, be proud of yeah, what you've cool. accomplished. Are, are we done with this? Can we move <laughs> on to the next bit? Um, last time we talked a bit about um, phones and little space. And yeah. We've had some people who have messaged us and been like, oh, hey, we tried this, and this is really helpful to kind of step away from yeah. stuff like that. Um, I do want to say that uh, we, we, we'd kind of diss on boredom a lot in the previous episode, but, mm-hmm. like, um, it, it's okay to be bored it's okay to not be bored boredom is a motivational tool boredom is the thing that it happens so it motivates you to do something else uh the problem with always relying on your phone to be the solution to your boredom is that it's it's a kind of an an easy fix and that easy fix is becomes habitual to go to and then you kind of lose the motivation and desire to try to do other things that are Mm -hmm. not just like go on your phone. And I think that's what the, the interference is with a lot of little stuff because um, it's so easy to just grab your phone and do something instead of like trying to get in the mood of playing with your toys or whatever. For sure. Um, so I, I hope that that was super helpful for you, but please don't feel guilty or whatever if you are ever bored or if you ever use your phone. Like it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good it's thing. Okay. We, we preach mindfulness, not like, like, tenants on how to live your life yeah (laughs) just be mindful everything in moderation you guys got this except diapers no diapers in moderation diapers all the time forever always yeah well i assume that was a given yeah for sure Uh, that's how the saying goes everything in moderation (laughs) except diapers comma except diapers yeah yeah okay actually this is gonna sound really funny um I, I was eating Chinese food the other day and i got a fortune i know the story yeah and i opened it up and it has my favorite quote on it Everything in moderation, even moderation. And I love that. I That's love a really that. good oh, quote. I, I love that. What that means is everything in moderation, except for things like diapers, what yeah. you need. Uh, you all need your diapers so much. All the much. time, don't, forever. Don't let, don't let these idioms get in the way of like your dreams, you know? <laughs> don't let your diapers be dreams. <laughs> don't, let your, don't let your diapers stay dreams. Bring them into the real world, guys. You can be the diaper you want to be. You could be the diaper you want to be. That's that's how we're ending that bit. It was diaper with the next year. ER. But yeah. <laughs> diaper rubber. You can't be. You shouldn't. If you want to be the diaper you want to be. I don't want to get into this. Listen, I. Okay. I, I also don't want to get into this. There's a lot of art about that. And I don't understand it. I don't. I Maybe it's something we should discuss someday. Maybe. It's. it's I've seen it enough. A and I don't people, understand. Even diapers aside. Like the idea of like being someone else's bathroom i oh my gosh i I, know you don't the amount i can't talk about that okay no it's but it it is like a kink okay it is absolutely a kink i do not yuck other people's yum but that is not my yum (laughs) okay we have an actual thing to do this episode like an important thing yeah and this is a convenient little interlude into that because we were talking about like hey if you want to be a little diaper baby then that's an option for you oh my gosh you're right i forgot I didn't even do that on purpose. Yeah, well, uh, the, yeah, well, we're going to do an interview with someone who decided that, yeah, diapers, diapers all the time is what they wanted. No moderation, diapers always. Yeah. 
Yeah. So let's get into that and we'll, we'll, we'll do it. All right. So the person we were talking about, we have our special guest star. It is Vampers. Hi, Vampers. Hello. So uh, we have asked you onto the show for uh, <laughs> actually something that we, we've been super curious about personally. But before we get into all that, please tell people a little bit about you. Hi, my name is Amethyst. I go by Vampers. Um, you can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else at Unpotty Trained. That's Unpotty Trained, no spaces. Um, I've been in the community now for now about 10 years um, going. Wow. Um, basically, you know, just put myself out there, just constantly kept trying to meet new people, kept trying to, you know, build my name up. And all of a sudden, here I am. Um, everybody, I've got people that are you know nervous about dming me and i'm just like what why i literally just put my diapers on one tape at a time like the rest of you <laughs> and <laughs> i've been described as a celebrabab and i don't understand why celebrabab celebrabab that's celeb close to your, to your thing yeah, yeah. Oh. Just calls me a celeb baby yeah okay like <laughs> Uh, okay, so the, your username is uh, one of the reasons we brought you on the yeah. show. Um, your username is Unpotty Trained, and we know that you are Unpotty Trained. You have successfully right. Unpotty Trained yourself. Yes, I have. It's for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we think a lot of people in the community... Uh, consider this think about this think about going full-time with diapers i've had friends who have done it before um i've had people i have tons of friends who are considering it friends who are like i would never do that and really there's a lot of people with a lot of thoughts and not a lot of information so we would love to to get that information from you for the world granted even like i i'm pretty staunchly on the not interested in being on potty yes. train train um, we've but, had our own experiences, but that's not always been the case. Like I definitely in the past have thought like, oh yeah, I think I'd be like, I, I think that'd be really fun and kind of cutesy. And I, I still do have a, a standing um, fantasy about like bedwetting and yeah. like becoming a bedwetter and then like having to like potty train and stuff like that. And not something that I would want forever, but like for a few months as like, as I, as I, invented this little mm -hmm. um, narrative narrative story that I've got. But anyway, mm -hmm. unpotty training is something that's super, super interesting to me um, from that perspective. But also, like Chloe said, I think this is just something a lot of people think about or want to do. The people, the people want to know. <laughs> There's a major fantastical element to it. You know, the idea of being able to just take control of your body in such a way that, ironically, you end up losing control. But at the same time, you know, you have so much control over, you know, when you go, but at the same time, eventually it's no longer <laughs> something within your control, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's actually a really good point because it's like, um, when, when I, ever I talk to people who first start wearing diapers or whatever, they're like, oh no, I, I can't wet a diaper like <laughs> right like they're like it's it takes forever for me to do it or i have to be like in the bathroom or i have to be sitting down or like whatever mm -hmm. um, you're conditioned to only be able to do that in certain situations yeah and in certain positions too so like you get people who start uh 
wearing diapers and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this while laying in bed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, of course you can't. Like your body doesn't want you to be able to. <laughs> so in a way, like you almost don't have control over using the bathroom anyway. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you, you're, you've turned that around as in like, yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm exerting my own will over my body, over my wants, putting that power of control in to my decision and allowing that to uh, basically un-potty train you. It, it basically feels like you are literally the champion of your own body at that point because <laughs> the reason potty training is so effective is because as soon as you are able to create a comprehensive thought and as soon as, you know, your two legs are, you know, they become ambulatory and you can start walking from place to place, you can start lifting yourself up and, you know, just getting yourself from point A to point B, that is the parent's cue that, oh, we, we don't want to be changing diapers anymore. We need to teach them how to sit down on this, you know, this white chair, you know, mm-hmm. for all of eternity, um, whenever they feel the urge to have to let go like that, because it's just too much of an issue for us. The fact that they do it so early on in life in your formative years and it's drilled into you to the point to where shame is used as a motivator as you Mm -hmm. get older to keep you from you know reverting it's one of the strongest forms of conditioning that humanity has ever been able to come up with and it's one of the hardest to break yeah 100 percent. i have heard that uh there's a lot of like trauma like people like go through like like with how a lot of people's parents treated their potty training and stuff and there's there's a lot of modern literature on on good and like healthy ways to to let people naturally come along with to to being properly potty trained because like I mean like even if you jump back to like Freudian therapy which I very rarely do (laughs) um but like even back then the principles of like how we decide who we are and how we decide um like our levels of trust for our environment for ourselves Mm -hmm. levels of control that we have and that sort of like like anal attentive behavior comes from the idea of of potty training and, and being forced into this position having this sort of like uh, kind of light potty trauma and hey I, I know people that the reason that they are into diapers isn't really baby reasons it's more like this was a thing that caused me a lot of stress and anxiety growing up and now I'm like repairing that mm-hmm. for sure oh, wow. a lot of time the, the DL side of the AVDL community oftentimes goes unheard that's fair honestly yeah. no and I mean even on our show like I, I understand that we are both littles so we we view the world from that lens mm-hmm. but um mm. we we've talked about a little bit before that sometimes just the the response the tactileness the the imagery of diapers just diapers not even baby stuff but just diapers is still so powerful for us but we don't talk about that very much like mm-hmm. With, I, I, like did, I do think our show way is... for everybody, but for some people, you know, it's, you know, the end all be all. And for others, it's the means to an end. For mm. sure. That's a good way to put it. Okay. I, yeah. Before we get into how you did this and stuff like that, um, the yeah. first question I had was, um, why did you decide that you didn't want to be potty trained? That's anymore? a really good, yeah. What, 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 what made you decide to take this, this leap? Or I think like walk. Mo- I think like most adults in the community, you know, there was the fantastical element of, yeah, the you know, not wanting to have to use the potty anymore. You mentioned potty training trauma, um, you know, being a motivator for some. 
I had some, you know, as a child myself, it, my potty training was very rough. I wasn't fully potty trained until I was like older. I had accidents as I got older. I was a bedwetter as a kid. Um, there was a lot of, you know, shame that was drilled into me um, with mm -hmm. that. Um, so I guess I just always had the longing for, you know, when I, you know, wasn't, you know, made to feel ashamed for, you know, going to the bathroom in my pants. I feel like I just, I miss the comfort of, you know, knowing that it would be taken care of, whether it was by me or if it was done by somebody else, preferably. Um, yeah. But outside of that, it's just, it's always been a deep-seated desire. And while I guess for some, you know, it's, I feel like I want to do this um, sometimes, but, you know, other times, you know, I'm, you know, I'm okay with using the potty. I'm okay with being a big, uh, big girl sometimes. Uh, for me, it never really went away. Um, I had accidents, like I said, all throughout childhood, including uh, my preteen and teenage years, for the most part were outside of my control. But sometimes, you know, as a teenager, you know, you, you're exploring these feelings that you have that you don't really understand. And, you know, you explore, you, you, you try things. And one of the things that I did, you know, was you know, using the bathroom in my pants in, you know, compromising situations. I would wet mm -hmm. my bed on purpose. I remember one time I was in high school and I had to go and I just, you know, decided what what's the issue? And I just wet myself on the bus. That was a fun day at school. <laughs> wow. I mean, hey, that's um, kind of a mood too. Like I, I definitely get that, like, just do it because you want to and that urge gets very strong and mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't think I, I've ever okay maybe not never but like maybe once or twice in my life but very very rarely do I overcome that sort of social conditioning that it's unacceptable and allow myself to just do something like that so for sure okay um, when you decided to do this or to try this um, what what like were was inhibiting you what what sort of things came up in your mind that's that told you well no i shouldn't do this mm -hmm. so the big one to begin with and it's probably the biggest con for anybody who is considering doing this is the cost oh it's not gosh a yeah because i mean diapers on their own are kind of a luxury item considering how much they cost especially since everything's gone up nowadays Mm -hmm. I have to restock at least every two weeks with at least a case worth because what used to be able to last me about three weeks to a month if I was lucky now lasts me just barely two weeks and that's like 40. So that's about if you want to get at least something decent which I usually go for Mega Max because it's a medical yeah. brand it's you know fairly priced it has subscription services it's not all, you know, like bad designs or anything. It's, it, it, it's a good brand, and I swear by it. But good God, has it gotten so expensive? Um, I pay roughly $150 every two weeks. And I decided to start doing this when the pandemic hit, when everybody mm -hmm. was getting those, like, massive unemployment checks. Yeah. So... I feel like I, like all the stars just kind of aligned when I made this decision. Um, I feel like in any other circumstance, as well as, you know, having, you know, a talk with a member of my household who was aware for a while that I was doing it and made it clear that they honestly, you know, didn't care. I had always taken, you know, 
their thoughts into consideration as to whether or not I would even consider doing it. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, be a bother with it or anything. Yeah. And I would usually just sneak out around, um, sneak around with it, um, at night since I was kind of a night owl at the time when my tax return hit and I had a whole bunch of flush money at the time, they told me they didn't care as long as I maintained it all. And, you know, I took care of it all. They didn't have to deal with any of it. And I started 24 seven the very next day. And I guess I just never really stopped. That's fair. So I was doing a little bit of math while you were talking. Um, <laughs> so the idea that you have about, you go through about 40 diapers every two weeks means it's about 20 diapers a week, which makes sense. It's like a little under three diapers a day. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that seems, that's average for my experience for wearing like for several days at least. Yeah. Um, so that leads you to over a thousand, I think it's a thousand forty, maybe something like that, diapers in a year that's a staggering a amount thousand diapers and then you convert that into price point yeah dollars per diaper and then i think you said you do about 80 dollars for the 40 diapers so it's about two dollars so that's two thousand dollars for a year of diapers that's a lot that's that's, that's so just much money that's just the base amount of diapers too that's not including if i get any um you know extras if somebody helps me out that doesn't include extra you know accessories like wipes or, or disposable bags or anything like that, that like have less capacity and that kind of thing mm-hmm. or sometimes you just want some, some yeah some, some some cute diapers sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to try something else and that that's not included I... in that cost and man you're right though even like i didn't even think of wipes like oh and powder do, like, yeah. do you just buy wipes in bulk <laughs> Do you, like, go to, like, a bulk store and get, like, a crate of wipes? I usually have to buy the um, buy the wipes with the diapers from North Shore. Um, I think, like, a pack oh. of, like, uh, six, like, a six-pack of wipes, which is, like, 50 per pack, uh, comes out to roughly about, I want to say, $30, per se. Okay. And they usually last me about a, uh, maybe a month or two. Huh. Okay. okay. Yeah, but man, those costs really add up. I didn't even I I didn't even consider the accessories that you would need for this, but you're so right. And that's just diaper accessories too. It doesn't take into account any other little accessories that might go with it. So, if anything, I'm I'm honestly everything that I'm doing in this community in regards to the money that I'm spending is an investment. For sure. That's totally fair. Okay, so I think there are two large things I want to talk about in regards to this. And I don't know which order you want to do them in. But um, there is how you did this, Vampers. (laughs) Like, what this Mm -hmm. looked like. And the pros and cons of doing this. And I'm not sure what order I want to do that in. I have thoughts on both. Before we jump into those, I actually have a comment on the whole reasons why not to. And I wanted... I wanted your opinion, actually. Um, so I think you, you mentioned cost, and granted, I, I don't know why that was not the first thing that came to my mind, because <laughs> it should have been. Um, but um, the first thing that came to my mind was just, like, social perception. And, I mean, listen, I get that it's my underwear, it's my business, yeah. it's not other people's problem, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. the idea of needing diapers means that I would need to wear them all the time non-optional events and yeah and and that that means that i 
I there's certain things that I just would not be able to do or would not be able to do discreetly. Mm-hmm. Um, even I wore I wore training pants full time because that was something I started a while ago, and mm-hmm. um, there's like certain I, I don't wear pants. I've worn I've worn pants like jeans or something in years um, because they show through a lot and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. certain exercise clothes like anytime I'm exercising I have to buy very very specific exercise clothes to sort of hide the fact that I'm wearing these puffy underwear um, mm-hmm. how much was of a consideration was it for you the the sort of social perception of of having to deal with that um, being in diapers oh. all the time so in terms of at least the people that I was constantly surrounded by, I, I, I basically cultivated my, you know, my in-group that I was always around based on, you know, they already knew this, you know, that I was kind of into okay, stuff like fair. this and all that. I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't surrounded by people that were going to give me a hard time for it. Anybody who did give me a hard time, I basically assessed, are you actually worth having in my life or not? Because at this point, it's not like I can really stop. And sometimes totally it does fair. still come up where I'll, you know, make a friend or I'll connect with a longtime friendly member who will basically, you know, express that, hey, you know, this is a little weird. I don't know if I can vibe with this. I don't know how I feel about this. And I'll basically decide if they're really worth keeping around because, again, it, it's I'm not going to put myself in a position where I have to feel uncomfortable, you know, existing just to be able to make others happy. And I feel like that was kind of Mm. the breakthrough mindset that I took on that helped me do this was the fact that I kind of just stopped caring what people thought, not to the point to where I was, you know, exposing myself. I would never do that. Um, But outside of that, I just didn't want to compromise myself because I, I got one life to live. I'm going to live it how I want to live it. And if I want to live that life, you know, uncontrollably peeing my pants, then, you know, <laughs> who's, who's, who's to say? For sure. My right is that American. Is, it's a really good, healthy perspective to take. Like, um, just maintaining, maintaining your societal standards, but at the same mm-hmm. time being like, I'm not going to let, other people's opinions and wants and stuff interfere with how I want to live my life. For sure. The the hardest part I want to say in regards to the social aspect was having to alert my job at the time. Mm. Because I worked in an office setting at the time and I had to essentially get like accommodations if I needed to be away from my desk, you know, to take care of changing myself. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I had to have a long discussion with my HR. I had to have a long discussion with my boss. I had to have a long that discussion sounds... with my doctor. Wow. It, there, there's a lot more to it. It's not just, oh, I wear diapers, so, you know, I need change breaks. And they're just like, okay, awesome, cheerio, go on. <laughs> it's, there's, there's actual, like, logistics to it. There's bureaucracy behind it. You have, there's paperwork that has to be done. You have to get specific, like, disability accommodations, which... For lack of better words, this is now considered a disability, which I'm thankful because it means that in the future with work, it's not going to, you know, be too much of a hassle getting accommodations for. But I think the biggest thing that really oftentimes hits me just out of nowhere is the fact that I gave myself a disability by choice. Yeah. And it's a heavy thought. For sure. That's... 
a really interesting perspective. Huh. I... Okay. So I, I, um... I don't mean to bring the mood down. I no, no I, I'm sincerely curious. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I do hear this sometimes that argument of the idea of someone uh, having a disability or, I mean, even the word disability is kind of, you know, wonky, but yeah. um, the mm -hmm. someone who, who is in that situation and if, if even if given the opportunity to be like, oh, well, we can quote unquote fix you and mm -hmm. we can make it better for you. And then people are like, okay, but this is, this is also an element of me and this is part of me. And I, the community that I've built and the, the, the way that I live my life all revolves around this thing. Um, and a lot of people won't want to, um, quote unquote, fix themselves, become more part of that social norm just because they can, just because something comes their way. But I never thought about the opposite of like the idea of um, almost intentionally putting yourself in a, in a worse situation because that's what something that you want. And like, how do you quantify, um, how, do you, how, how do you wrap your head around the idea that that is something you're choosing to do to yourself. It's um, such a romanticized fantasy in the community that, again, like you said, you is. didn't think about it, and no one ever does until it's too late. I sure as heck didn't. <laughs> so how how do you feel on a personal level now, knowing that that is a choice that you made, that that, that concept of like disability, and now that you go through disability services, and this is something that you did do willingly, that you chose to do, how, how does that... Um, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> well, thankfully, it's not my first time having to go through disability for anything. So it's not like, you know, I was completely, you know, neurotypical and, you know, yeah. able-bodied. And I, you know, just suddenly started having to, you know, seek out disability stuff and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, I feel like I'm at peace with it. Mostly because, again, it's kind of a little too late to be having doubts. Every now and then, it'll really hit me, and I'll just feel like a modicum of guilt. But outside of that, it usually doesn't last any more than maybe a few minutes. And after that, I'm I'm usually just, you know, moving on to whatever my ADHD brain, you know, decides <laughs> to focus on next. That's fair. Um, so given your perspective on things now, if, would you, would you, like, if you could go back, would you tell yourself, hey, don't do this? I mean, would you, would you play yourself this, this usual bet episode and change your mind? See, this is the question that I was kind of dreading because it's the <laughs> question I don't, I don't really know if I can answer because there's elements of yes and there's elements of no. Okay. I feel like. I feel like doing this opened me up to, you know, meeting up with a whole bunch of new people and having a whole bunch of new experiences that I wouldn't be able to have otherwise. Mm -hmm. But at the yeah, same time, true. if I'm looking at it, you know, from a practical standpoint, a cost standpoint, yes, absolutely. I would 100% have gone back and stopped myself before I had started. Okay. So that's really interesting. I, um, I, I totally feel you on the idea of kind of where you choose your life to go and how much you, like... Um, assimilate the concepts of like diapers and little stuff. Um, you said you chose people in your life who knew about this or accepting were accepting of this. We did the same thing. Like we we 
probably 90% of the people in our lives know about little stuff and are cool with us being little and, and cool with diapers. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a, a majority of the people. Mass our, majority. Yes. And we <laughs> mm-hmm. wouldn't have the life that we do, the friends that we do, the house that we do, the show, had we not chosen to prioritize littleness as a facet of our personality as a, as part of our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I definitely see why it would, you would have reservations about ever going back on that because it, 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 it did create the life that you built for you. I feel like I'd be betraying a good portion of myself to go back and say that you don't really want this. Like I said, mm-hmm. practically, yeah. I, I can see the reasons why I would, but now that I know what I know, I really don't want to know anything else. If anything, I actually did try and repotty train and it mm. was a disaster. And um for lack of a better word, it led to an infection that nearly ended my life. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> I want to say something else on the concepts of disability, um, mm-hmm. because I do think that, again, the word isn't great because this idea of like you being unable to, I mean, like disability, you know, like mm-hmm. not being mm-hmm. a- able. And um, I get that. And it definitely revolves around this concept of what normality is. Um, but I also think that if you want to extend that concept of if you if you break down just disability as in things that make your life more difficult instead of like um, things that need more accommodation or need more, you know, I mean, mental health is the same way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you think about people who decide to live their life as like someone who is non has a non-traditional um, like sexual orientation or gender Mm -hmm. um trans people or even gay people who like you don't have to come out you know nothing's stopping you from from like just pretending that you're straight the rest of your life Mm -hmm. but like but why you are yeah you are you are you are choosing a harder life for your happiness exactly You're, you're you're intentionally saying i am going to pick a life that is going to make everything harder i'm going it's the disability is the wrong word, but if you're breaking down disability as a, a thing that makes life more difficult, that is a choice you make to make your life more difficult. Mm-hmm. And why would someone do that? It's because that's what makes them happy, and that's that's where they can find happiness. And it's a you're you're constantly balancing in life between hardship and happiness, and they don't always run parallel. You don't always get like, ah, the easier thing makes me happy. Actually, very rarely is that the case. And you have to figure out how much hardship you're willing to endure for how much happiness you're willing to get and find mm-hmm. where that like um, that diminishing return is. And, and Live there? Yeah, like find, <laughs> find that proper place for you. And um, I'm like, you, you mentioned feeling guilty and stuff. And I, I think if I was in your position, I would also question myself and really really wonder about that but at the same time i think that if you're choosing something choosing a quote-unquote disability that makes you happier then that's you know obviously people are forced into disabilities and people are forced into situations where they have to endure something that they really really don't want to endure and they would look at you choosing this and not understand because it's like they don't want it but you know they're not you and Mm -hmm. i Man, this is this is not where I expected this whole conversation to go. But you got, it's you bring up such interesting points. Yeah, 
Okay. It's it's the things that, like I said, that people don't really think about because all we think about is, ooh, I get to go potty in my pants all the time and I don't even have to worry about holding it. Yeah, you don't ever again, but <laughs> you have to worry about a whole bunch of other things on the side. I mean, because it's not just peeing in your pants in public that you have to worry about anymore mm-hmm. and you have to be prepared for when anything happens. Yeah. So I have questions and things I would like to say. Mm-hmm. So I have, because of Sophie, <laughs> um, done a month of diapers. And mm-hmm. I have type two fun about that experience. I, I did not, I enjoyed it sometimes during that experience, but overall I actually didn't really enjoy it. Like I, I have great memories of it and lots of like, like fond memories of doing it. I'm glad I did it. But, to look back on in like yes. um, from a past lens, but it really took the magic of littleness away and made it mundane, or rather of diapers, and made them mundane. I I, I th- I've talked about this on the show, but I don't think I've mentioned. Um, I I started wearing diapers to bed every night. Mm-hmm. That lasted for about two months, and I don't do it anymore. I don't know if I've, I've said that before no, on the show, but I stopped doing that very soon after that episode because. It was, I, I was taking the fun away yeah. from, like, littleness for me. It was, it was like you said, very mundane. I I wasn't getting the same excitement or, or joy out of diapers that I was mm-hmm. because it was becoming so mandatory. So how do you feel about that? How does it, how does it feel in, in a macro perspective to you? Like, how is your relationship with diapers and littleness? So... I still, you know, feel little when I wear diapers. The difference mm-hmm. is I kind of just feel little almost all of the time. I've just learned how to function within it. Diapers okay. themselves definitely don't hold the magic sway that they used to. Okay. Because over time, you know, it's just, oh, it's my underwear. Oh, you know, yeah. I just, I, it's, you know, it's, it's a utility at this point. It's no longer, you know, a reward for myself. But at the same time, I never really, you know... I've never really lost the interest in diapers and I've definitely, you know, never got tired of them. Every now and then I'll be like, hmm, I really do sometimes wish I could still wear panties again. But, you know, that ship has kind of sailed at that point. And every now and then, (laughs) you know, I can still wear them over the diapers. It's just, you know, I I guess at this point I'm fantasizing for panties sometimes the way that other littles fantasize about wearing diapers all the time. Isn't that surreal? (laughs) <laughs> for sure um, actually that's you make a really interesting point because i i actually feel that way about my training pants the the kind of a little bit of littleness always and um it was something that i opted to do after talking to my therapist and she said well maybe you can just keep a part a little part of you with you all the time and and kind of use that to reflect on on reminding yourself of this part of you because i was, I was really depressed at the time and um mm-hmm. I, I, (laughs) it was really hard for about two weeks because I would get little all the time, like even at work and it was a problem. Um, but now I, I, I don't really get literally, but whenever I go to the bathroom and I have to pull down my trainers or if I, um, I'm wearing something in particular, or um, if someone like swats my butt, and you might be thinking like, Sophie, no one swats people's butts all every day. In this house, they do. <laughs> People swat each other's butts a lot in this house. Um, but just this, mm-hmm. this very, very slight casual reminder 
that I, I have this element of littleness with me. I, I've learned to weave it into my life and it really, it helps me love myself a lot more. But um, I I can go to panty, back to panties whenever I want and I, I don't. So mm-hmm. like, obviously, I Humble still get much. a lot out of this. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> what a response! That yeah. was really good. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Humble brag. That was so funny. Um, but yeah, I I do see what you mean about like kind of incorporating that tiny bit of littleness into just just everything, and, and that being coming a part of your experience mm-hmm. instead of just being something you experience sometimes. The over the oversaturation of anything will ruin the magic that it provides you. It doesn't matter what it is. Like for me now, like my main for, uh, source of little you know comfort and energy and things like that come from my stuffies and my pasty because my diapers just don't do it the same way anymore. But I also use my pacifier as an autistic stem, so I'm using it a lot more, not just for little space. So I do mm-hmm. kind of have that underlying fear that eventually, you know, my pacifier won't be special like that to me anymore either. And yeah. I feel like, you know, it's the, the, the lesson there is moderation is key in all things. <laughs> we, we just... That's so funny. <laughs> you weren't on you weren't on this call for our like little pre interview bit, but that was one of our conversations about like, oh, yeah, moderation for all things like except like except diapers. Except diapers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, especially um, diapers. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the correction. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I totally get that that fear of of losing that specialness, and mm-hmm. I, I've been asked the question before as like a writer, um, like, hey, do you, do you wish that baby stuff was normal? Do you wish that you could walk around in baby clothes and no one would really bat an eyelash? And um, I don't really think so. I, I would love the world to be more accepting. I would love mm-hmm. people to be accepting of things, but I, I don't want little stuff to be normal because I... You want it to be magical. I like it to be unique. I, it's it's like I, I don't want to go to Disney World every day. I want to go once every few years or like... And, and there's these different ratios for different people, but like I like holding on to that specialness I want it that to be magic. like. I want it to be like an accepted subculture. I want it to be yeah, a subculture yeah. that exactly. I can, you know, you know, I can openly embrace. But at the same time, you know, it's not seen as the norm. Like I'm kind of, you know, alt, um, like in how I express myself IRL. I wear a lot of black. I wear a lot of, you know, heavy makeup. I have, mm-hmm. you know, black dyed hair. I'm basically the, my, my, my daddy calls me his uh, diaper goth GF. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, you're, you're, you got the name Vampers. Like, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm really upset that we can't do interview with the Vampers. By the way, yeah. Um, all right, for the interest of time for a half hour show, uh, <laughs> I know that a lot of people um, would want to know how you did this, and I I want to give the forewarning to the people listening to the show. Hey, this is not an invitation for you to start doing this. Please make careful this, considerations. Yeah, this is not in invitation or endorsement. This is informative. Yeah, I'm I'm and I'm curious from a like I still do. I'm very interested in doing my bedwetting mm-hmm. long form few month scene thing. And mm. I, I do want to know what it looks like to on the potty train. What what how what's that process? Mm-hmm. 
So I need to preface this by saying that, um, as I stated before, all the stars basically just aligned to allow me to be able to take this opportunity. Yeah. I wasn't working at the time because of COVID, but I also had a constant stream of money coming through, and I lived in an accepting environment to be able to do it, and there was nothing else going on. Very so it wasn't environment. So I didn't, ha I didn't have to, you know, work on this while holding down a job. I didn't have to work on this while having to, you know, like constantly hide it from everybody around me. I was able to do this fairly openly, and I was able to put a lot of focus onto it. So I've looked into a number of different methods on how to unpotty train. I've looked into, um, I believe there was one on the Bedwetting ABDL website. Um, I know that um, Diaper Training Ashley was an inspiration for me. Um, and I kind of meshed it all together and basically did what worked for me. Um, one thing I don't really talk about a lot is that I have um, underlying conditions that make it a little easier for me. Um, I have an overactive bladder as well as I have IBS. So if I feel like I kind of had a head start on it in regards to um, the ability to be able to like not have as much control. Um, so the big thing that I did was I, you know, just whenever I felt the first urge to go, I didn't fight it. I just f willingly pushed. If I felt the need, if I felt my bladder start to um, start to throb and I needed this, um, it was telling me I needed, to, you know, to pee, I would just start pushing. And as soon as that was done, I would just hold it open. As soon as it was done, I would hold it open for maybe about two to four minutes. And I still have to do this sometimes because otherwise I, I don't, the, the thing you don't want is you don't want it to clench. If you clench, then that means that the muscles that are, you know, controlling the flow, you know, are getting a workout. And you don't want that if what you're trying to do is to lose control. Because what you're essentially trying to do is you are letting one of your muscles just stop being active. You're letting it basically fall to atrophy, which is one of the reasons it's considered a disability. Over time, as you do this, you, have to, you don't have to focus on it as much until eventually it becomes a subconscious reaction and then that subconscious reaction will become an unconscious reaction. Once it becomes an unconscious reaction, there's no going back because there's no, there's no model to be able to like consciously revert it back to. And it's the big reason why they say if you get to the point where you start bedwetting, which I did at about, I want to say, eight to ten months at that point, that was the point of no return. Because if you start bedwetting and you don't have any sort of underlying trigger that would cause it, then you don't really have any sort of you know, model to be able to base it back on to be able to revert yourself back to being able to hold it. One, it's an unconscious reaction. And two, there's no actual underlying cause that's you know, making it happen. So it's not like, oh, I just suddenly you know, start letting go and pretty soon you know, you'll just you know, start not needing to um feeling the need to go i still feel the need to go sometimes i just mm. can't control it the feeling will come and then could be also because over time the bladder will shrink and when the bladder shrinks it doesn't hold as much and it you know lets go a lot easier over time like a, a yeah. cycle um nowadays it kind of just happens and i either notice it only after it started happening or i don't notice it at all and that can apply to both types of usage. 
my part my uh my partner back um back home where I used to live because I just recently moved. Um, he told me that he would oftentimes know when I had to go before I did because he could he had a super sensitive sense of smell, whereas I have like little to no sense of smell. Also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a pro there because if you have a sense of smell, it can be hell. Yeah. Um, and if he knew it was coming, you know, he would prep for it and everything, and then he would oftentimes have to tell me that I did it before I knew. And that's probably one of the most embarrassing like, sensations <laughs> you can really have as a little. Is yeah. to, that makes sense, yeah. We fantasize about, you know, the idea of, you know, we get distracted and our, our caregiver or our big or our partner comes up and is like, whoo, did you make me a present or whatever? And I'm just, yeah. we, we fantasize about it, but the application of it is so much different. It's different from, you know, consciously doing it and then waiting as opposed to not even knowing that you did it and only finding out because somebody else brought it to your attention. It's a super humbling experience, if anything. For sure. There's a lot of... Uh, I, I had to change up my diet, but then again, I also um, had started hormones, so I was already working on dietary changes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, consumed a lot less salty foods because um, you wanted to basically... Um, lubricate your body, I guess, as much as possible so it could just kind of just slide right through both ways. Sorry for the visual. Um, a big thing is if you're a little who doesn't like to drink their water, don't try doing this because, one, it's going to be a lot more difficult to, you know, to create that constant cycle of, um, you know, consumables go in and then they come out eventually if you don't have a constant stream of water going through you. Also, two, it can hurt. If you are dehydrated and you try doing this, it can hurt. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone should always be very hydrated, always, right, Sophie? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Like the science on this is still out. Is you know, that we were still waiting on the jury to get back to us. Are we though? Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> I'm really bad about drinking water. I really need to get better at it. Hydration, good. Yeah. One of my New Year's resolutions years ago was to drink more water because I needed to be able to fight back against my, what at the time was a crippling caffeine addiction. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it became a habit. I'm drinking close to, 80 to uh, 40 to 80 uh, ounces per day now. Wow. Good job. But yeah, um, the big the big thing that um, is essentially the make or break is mind over matter. Uh, eating and drinking right. Uh, basically, just if you feel relaxed enough to go, focus on just letting go at the first urge. And over time, that will become more of a subconscious and then unconscious reaction, both when you're awake and when you're sleeping. And then eventually you get to the point of no return where if you start doing it in your sleep and then you start yeah. doing it during the day without any idea that you're doing it, you've become unpotty trained. Yeah. That's not to say that you cannot ever feel it coming again, because I still do. That's also not to say that you can't ever re-potty train. But yep. if you really want to think about it, you're starting from scratch. And do you have right. the time and the means and the patience and the energy and everything else that goes with that, all the spoons, to be able to put yourself through your original potty training again? That's a really great way to put it. Do you have the spoons 
to do this. I could say definitively, I don't. Like, in my daily life, like, you couldn't, I couldn't toss that on my plate as with everything else. Like, oh, I, it wouldn't be possible. If this is something I did, I would definitely need to make sure I'm in a less busy place in my life because so I'm, I'm you, very busy. You've never once been able to be less busy I, in your okay, life. Okay, <laughs> but I can, I can replace a project once I finish it with, with a new project. project. <laughs> Again, though, I, I'm not interested yeah. in, in it being a full-time thing. I, I think that the potty training experience is a, um, a very cute and exciting thing, but it would be a, I would want it to be a temporary thing. So, so what you're telling me um, makes me want to do a lot more research before I ever even start this. And I, I'm the kind of person that would anyway before I begin yeah, it. Yeah, research. Um, but it is something that I want to. I basically only want to unpotty train just long enough and only at bedtime, just long enough to basically prove that I am unpotty trained. And then I want to start re-potty training immediately. You wanna, you wanna walk the tightrope. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do like the idea of like being able to potty train in a in an environment and in a space mm-hmm. uh and with the people around me that um can be supportive and kind of re-experience that whole thing which is not a space everybody is in yes my um, daddy my daddy jokes about wanting to um and eventually re-potty train me knowing that it would be an inevitable failure <laughs> i do love the idea and i again don't want to be in the position of being on potty train but if i was on potty train the idea of someone being like, okay look we're gonna try re-potty training you and then like you try for a day or two and then they're being like oh it's just not possible like <laughs> you just are stuck in diapers and the, like that that's really it's cute. a fun fantasy it's a, it's a fun fantasy exactly that's the key <sighs> is it's a fantasy and oftentimes we get you know we lose sight of that because we want the experience so bad we have no idea what we're willing to give up to have it but that said sure. i still don't regret it for sure um wow. so how do you feel about like in the past we've gotten challenges for like the number of patrons that we have um like and then we will do x amount of hours in diapers and we did 200 hours um which was only eight days um and it's like eight and a half days mm-hmm. and uh it was not a fun time, like to the point where by the end of it, Chloe and I are like, we're not ever doing this again. Like we're not doing. Oh yeah, our three hundred patron challenge is totally different. No, we're not doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are your thoughts and opinions on like people who do the, um, like I I think about like Twitter, like mm-hmm. how they do like oh for every reblog I'll do a day in diapers and then it's like yeah. oh look I got nine months in diapers <laughs> or whatever and. Like I don't know. If it's it's obviously like a publicity thing. Like you yeah. want people to want interact with your post, and then you want people to pay attention to you. And I totally get that. But like, it's a great way someone... to get attention in this community. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh huh. Um, but what are what are your thoughts on those sorts of yeah. uh, things? I think that ninety percent of the people who actually do it will not actually be able to pull through for the amount of time that they're given. And I'm not I saying think. that as a ma- way of bringing anybody down. It's because it there's so much that goes into it in terms of the upkeep, the maintenance, you know, the again the cost. cost that people really don't know what they're getting, you know, getting themselves into. The ten percent that are able to do it are going to basically end up like me. And it's because deep down, this is what they actually wanted. It wasn't just, you know, I want attention for a minute and, you know, this sounds really exciting, but then, you know, reality rears its ugly head and I, you know, start getting cold feet. It's like, no, I'm willing to push through this. I'm willing to push through any social stigma, 
any sort of hardships that it causes me, the changes in lifestyle that I have to make in order to be able to make it work, if you're able to push through it, then th you're basically made for this. I, I honestly, I agree with you because I, like I've said, I've done that month before and after the month, I was ready to stop. And I think if someone made it to like nine months, then they, they're, I think there were more motivators going on than simply social media told me to. I, I, I'd hope so. If, if the sole mot motivator at that, at nine months of social media told me to, that person probably has a problem with their social media, uh, uh, habits, but. See, I, I can't ever make a post like this because I can't not follow through on something. Oh no, you'd be, you if, if I did something like this. Your commitment is I, unhealthy. I, I have following. to follow through. I, I like being a reliable, dependable person. So when I say I'm doing X, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Which is why you haven't posted this in the past. <laughs> That's because why you I don't post this. And I think, again, that supports what Bamford was saying. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned not being able to fathom doing this for nine months. And a little under two months for me, it'll be three years. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. See, like, it just, I, I can't even imagine. Hmm. It's nice not having to worry about, you know, like having to constantly get up to use the bathroom. It's nice having to, you know, be able to being able to save money on toilet paper. It's nice mm -hmm. being able to just let go wherever you are. That's probably the, the thing that I like the most about it is the liberation aspect. The fact mm -hmm. that I don't have to stop whatever I'm doing whenever I feel that I need to go. For sure. Um, if, if that's not enough for you, I do not recommend it. <laughs> um... Okay, so my last kind of question that I had would be, um, for people who want to do this, what bit of advice and and uh, warning would you would you give? Like maybe one one piece of advice, like I, the biggest one, and then one warning of like make sure this. I want to clarify. You mean people who have listened to this entire episode and are like, no, yeah, this still sounds perfect for me. Yeah, okay. I, I like that. One piece of advice I would give, and it's because it's something that I don't experience. For whatever reason, I'm immune to diaper rash. I have been ever since I became an adult. Um, if you're not, you definitely need to make sure that you have a steady amount of supplies on hand to be able to combat any sort of mm. irritation or uncomfortability that would come from a lifestyle of constantly wearing diapers. Different, um, different skin life will react differently. I never thought about that. could be more that. sensitive, right? Yeah, I, wow. I'm the same way. I don't think I've ever had a diaper rash in my adult life. And the biggest advice I could be able to give outside of that is this is a commitment. It's not only a commitment, you know, to yourself. You're basically saying for the rest of your life, if, the, if you're looking to truly unpotty train, you're saying, I'm an incontinent person. You're not just, you know, you're not just, you know, being little. You're not just wearing diapers anymore. You're not doing it for fun. You are an incontinent person, a diaper dependent person. And you need to be able to make peace with that idea in your head. And you need to be able to, you know, basically say that from day one. Because once you start this journey, once you tape on that first diaper with the intent to never use the potty again, that needs to be how you see yourself. Otherwise, you're going to hold yourself back. There's so much mind over matter to it. And if you have any shred of doubt in the beginning, you'll never be able to lose any sense of control because you'll Plus, always end up holding back. 
Plus, I imagine, like, you need to be able to accept that self-identity. That has to fit your schema of who you are and who you want to be so that you can be contented with yourself if you were to do this. I've had many years to contemplate why I've wanted these, why, why I've wanted this to happen to myself. I've had many years to, you know, contemplate why I'm, I'm a little in an ABDL in the first place. I first realized that I was a little in an ABDL, at least in terms of, you know, figuring out that I'm into this kind of stuff as early as shortly after I was potty trained around like maybe age four, uh, three, four or five. That was my earliest memories of wanting to be like this. So you need to make sure that this is something that you're okay with, you know, not just being, you know, a part of your life and it basically being your life. If you do, if you are okay with that and you can make peace with that 100%, there are pros to it. And it's definitely worth trying if you feel secure enough and ready enough to make that kind of change. Hmm, the sure. rewards speak for themselves. All right. Uh, firstly, thank you very much for everything. This yeah, this has is been extremely informative. I, I expected going into this getting like, uh, like oh, I'm going to get a little step-by-step -step guide on how to on potty train. But I'm like, oh, man, this is giving me some like existential. Yeah, crap. this like, hit hard. What, what's going on? How, how do I, how can I relate myself and my identity to this? I uh, subvert <laughs> your expectations. <laughs> I really, truly hope people listen to this and a lot of people realize the thing that they are considering and maybe change their mind or even some people who are dead set have the tools they want to they need to succeed listen as a writer the amount of times i write something that i'm like this is so hot and i would love this but then like <laughs> i hear other people being like oh i wish this was how the world was i'm like Whoa. you what <laughs> like this is not okay like this is not an acceptable thing like the difference between fantasy and reality like you need to at least acknowledge it like, yeah Sometimes people seem to have trouble with that for sure. Okay, but we don't have a bet. Oh yeah, yeah, and that okay. is kind of the premise of our show. Yeah. So we need to at least we need to figure that um, out. Vampires, we were supposed to tell you this before we started recording, but we always often uh, have our guest pick our bet, and we're blindsiding you with that now. So, <laughs> um, okay. do is there? Any bet that, or anything you thought we should cover as a bet or anything related to this? I don't know if there's anything related to this that you think would make a good a good bet. So, um, for previous episodes... <laughs> you had one going in! Really? I did. Oh, okay. okay well, wow. Man, okay, let's just do that. I was give you a little spiel about it, but go after, ahead. Yeah, after, everything that, after everything that's been said, all the heavy talk and, you know, all the instruction and, you know, all the, you know, coming to, coming to terms with and everything, would you still do it? I see. I think we're in the same boat on see, this. See, no, I disagree. What? I think we're not in the same boat on this. Okay, so then let's do it. I, I have my answer. Okay, go ahead. I would not do this. I really cherish my uh, adult identity. I cherish my cool, collected adult persona. I cherish my adult aesthetics. And I like my little and diaper stuff delineated and separated in, in a separate but but connected kind of way okay my answer to this is the same as yours um <laughs> what you said we listen, differ listen okay, okay. i'll have a bet just give me a second okay i still and um, we've talked about it before on the show i really really love my adult life my adult mm -hmm. self and i wouldn't want to sacrifice that i also don't i've, I've done the i've done the diapers at night thing i i can't even 
I can't even keep that going for very long without being if feeling mundane. Okay. Um, so I don't think I would do this in any real sense. Um, but but yeah. Despite everything that we've talked about, and actually a little bit because of everything we talked about, I still think I'm on my bedwetting thing. I don't okay. want to be. Per- I don't want to be permanently incontinent. I don't want to be a bedwetter for my entire life. But I will bet that at least people will want to have the experience. Okay, so like dip your toes in of being incontinent, at least short term. Even though it does have a ton of drawbacks, has a ton of work, a ton of dedication that goes into it. I'm not saying there's a magic fix that makes you incontinent for a week. I'm saying, like, you still have to work for it. But I think that people would at least want the experience of of trying to, to being a part of this, to actually go through with all the hard work, just to know what that's like. And whether or not they come back from that is their own business. Okay. Then I'm going to pause a, a, a third thing. Okay. Okay. I have mine. You have yours. I want to do like a like a third vote, and if that wins, we both fail. We both wear diapers next. Okay, week. that might not work because then people aren't going to vote accurately. Oh no, you're so right. See, I wanted to include the uh, option of oh yeah, people like like a third option of yeah, people want to do this, but no, you're right. People won't vote accurately. They've proven our Discord has proven they can't be trusted, and they will make sure that we both wear diapers as often as possible. And okay, to be fair, I am skewing this bet a lot in my favor because I think that my I kind of include that. Like mm-hmm. I want. I, okay. You definitely, no, you, you, if people wanted that, they would pick your vet. Yeah, if the you definitely question, have a bit of an edge here, there. The question here for, for the Patreon, for the Discord, mm-hmm. is not, do you want to be diaper dependent forever? But the question is, would you be willing to go through all the work of unpotty training and up to you repotty training? Mm-hmm. For the experience of being incontinent for at least a little while. I I, I think I will probably lose this bet, but I'm gonna keep and, my position. And granted mine yeah. is mine is bedwetting only. I don't I still don't want to be incontinent during the day. But um I I, st- I still am really curious. It's still really curious to me. Okay. Okay. I like this. Usual bet. Okay. Usual bet. Awesome. Thank you. That was actually a super good question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Really I definitely high. didn't see it going down that many paths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the binary yes and no here, definitely Chloe and I are on the same page. Um, but we have like a nuanced yes and or oh, no yeah, and no. <laughs> exactly. We have, yeah. I, she, her no is harder than my no. Much harder. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's an episode. Yeah. All right. Um, Vampers, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank, thank you, you for all your expertise. It was my pleasure. Um, thank you for having me on. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, wanna say your um, socials again for yeah. people who made it this far? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Vampers. You can find me on Twitter at Unpotty Trained. Uh, the same with Tumblr. Um, I'm on Instagram at Diaper Trained. Um, I'm basically at Unpotty Trained everywhere else. Man, that's a good. That's a good uh, one to grab. Like good that's consistency like consistency yeah. too. I considered it a holy grail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, all right. So thanks everyone for listening. If you want to vote on this week's bet, uh, listen to our mini episodes or support us at all on Patreon or whatever. We also do things like stories and I draw sometimes and, um, there's, we got a lot going on. (laughs) We are pretty cool. 
Uh, you can do that by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Where? Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Um, there's more I say here, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Twitter. Our Twitter <laughs> is the usual, at the usual bet. Our email is if you want to email us, and but you don't want to be on Patreon or, or Discord, but you're like, man, I really wish I could tell Sophie and Chloe something. Um, then you can do that by emailing us at the usual mailbox at gmail.com. Thank you, Mimi, for help with our theme song. Thank you, Juice, for a wonderful cover art. You can find him at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. And thank you, Kimmy, for not interrupting this episode. She <laughs> literally was like, I want to interrupt. And I'm like, please don't. It's not possible. I have an, we are doing an interview. I, I, I'll give you a that hi. We will. We will absolutely do it's, that. It's, it's, I just I can't edit that many people. It's not that. It's that she won't be able to hear vampires talking. Oh, you're so right. Because we are using headphones. Yeah. There's tons of logistical issues. Yeah. All right. Um, but you can find Kimmy at bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. Okay. That's it. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thank you, vampers. And that's yeah. it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.